spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday, March Madness in full effect. And the madness has already smashed the kitties of U of A. Devastating loss. Devastating. Hilarious. You lost to nerds. You lost to actuaries, accountants, you know, future leaders of America. You lost to guys who wear sweatbands. (laughs) Princeton outs the, the U of A. In the first round of the tournament, I'd like to congratulate the University of Arizona for not getting booted once at the number two seed, but now twice at the number That's two right. seed. Only team in history. Here's the histori- his- historical perspective of it. So Arizona is now the first school ever to lose twice as a number two seed. So the number two seed obviously always plays the 15 seed. Yeah, the crappy team. Right. If you want to go back in history... How many times has a 16th seed upset a number one seed? I think it's once, right? One time. Right. It's only happened once. Now, you know, does a 15 usually beat a two? Almost never. But Arizona now has the terrific distinction uh, distinction of being the first school ever to lose twice as a number two seed. Congratulations. (laughs) That's their new fight song. They were the Pac-12 champions. That's right. They were headed in to the NCAA tournament, uh, as President Joe Biden said, as the number one uh, uh, seed at the end of it. He didn't say that. He said, you know and then, you know, That's our president. Show some, uh, show, show, show some respect. Somebody tweeted at me and said, I watched the game. And I've never seen a team more disinterested in being somewhere than the Wildcats. Wow. So the funny thing is that Biden cursed the Wildcats in his NCAA picks because he did the brackets. He had Arizona winning the whole thing. Well, they didn't. And they didn't. And you know what's even more sad? He picked it after all the games started. He didn't even do it before. He picked he it, it after, after Princeton to beat them. No, he didn't he, do that. He's like, I think they're going to come back in the fifth quarter. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is this U of A team, they haven't, they haven't hoisted a big trophy since I think it was 1997. Yeah, the year before they, they bowed out to uh, the Santa Clara Broncos led by Steve Nash. That was 1993. Was it 93? Wow, I it's think been it was a long time. What's the last time? So 97. So they've not done anything this century. <laughs> right. Think about it. Soak that up for a second. Soak it up, man. You know, I think they, oddly enough, I do believe, were they the last team west of the Mississippi to win an NCAA uh, trophy? I think they're the last team. Yeah. That's how bad the West is. I'm embarrassed that both of our kids went to the University of Arizona after today. I'm embarrassed. So, uh, when does ASU play? They play tomorrow? Right, they played last night, so they play tomorrow against uh, the Zags. No, not Zags. Who do they play? Yeah, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And then uh, TCU. 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 They play somebody. That's a game GCU plays Gonzaga. GCU plays without uniforms. Not the Gonzaga. uh, (laughs) So, congratulations to the University of Arizona. You have embarrassed us once again. Here Man, I, I have Houston winning it all. Uh, who do you have winning it all? Uh, I had Arizona Fantastic. It it's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Uh, switching gears. Let's do it. To a very serious story. Because there's supposed to be an execution on April 6th. Um, Aaron Gunches killed a man named Ted Price in 2002. We know that our governor and AG, 
they're not going to follow through with that execution date. This guy, why would you why would you allow this guy to continue to live? And why in the world would you put Ted Price's family through this again? And they're reliving the nightmare. Having to relive the nightmare. So Ted Price killed by Aaron Gunches in 2002. And we spoke to Karen Price today. Um, She's kind enough to come on the show to talk about it. Yeah. So what does she think of what the governor's doing? What does she think? Her brother has been gone for a long time. And the guy who murdered him is being treated pretty well by our elected officials. Here's what Karen Price told us. The reason for this petition is not because I'm super anxious to see this man be executed. It's because the state issued a motion, the Supreme Court granted it, and now they're not doing it. Right. But this is as personal as it gets. This is a man who killed your brother, and you've got the governor of the state that you live in putting a pause, however you want to say it, not following through the execution. You and your family have lived a nightmare, and is it like the nightmare has been Extended? Oh, absolutely. You know, my mother's 81 years old, and we've often wondered if she was going to be around to see the sentence carried out. Ted's kids, Brittany and Justin, they've lived more of their lives without their dad than they did with him. He didn't go to graduation. He didn't see his son join the Marine Corps. He didn't walk his daughter down the aisle. And his grandkids are never going to know him. You know, it's... It's not the same if you, you know, lose your father to cancer or your sister to a heart attack, which I did, because even though the murder is a single point in time, the aftermath continues until the final sentence is carried out. And that's what my family wants, finality. Karen Price is joining us. Her brother Ted was killed by Aaron Gunches in 2002. Gunches is supposed to be executed April 6th. Uh, it doesn't look like that's necessarily going to happen. You you said it pretty well. It's like you're not you're not wanting another person to lose their life, and but he certainly does deserve it to lose his life. What does it mean for you and your family to have an end to the tragedy? Will you be able to, you know, I don't want to say move on because your brother was killed. Would it be easier to move on? What would it mean if this man was put to death for your family on April 6th? What, what would that mean to you guys? It's about not having to think about this man. You know, the whole legal process is one thing until the man gets convicted and then he goes to prison. And then every once in a while, you look up his prison record and you see what kind of a job he has because he gotten in trouble. It is a constant state of awareness of his presence. He's haunted you for years. He's still there. Absolutely. And and he will absolutely continue to be a part of my life until he is no longer alive. Do you plan to go and watch it if it's carried out? Yes, I do. His daughter will also be there. How do you think you'll feel on that day? You know, I've read um, actual witness accounts of family members who have gone to the executions. I'm actually in contact with um, family members of two of the gentlemen that were executed in 2022, just these most recent ones. And, and they went there and it's, it's about being witness to this final carrying out of the sentence that was issued so long ago. It's not about hoping that he suffers. It's not about, even being pleased that he no longer exists. It's just, you know, put a pin in it.
All right, that's a portion of our interview with uh, Karen Price. Brother uh, Ted Price was killed in 2002. Aaron Gunches is supposed to be getting the goodnight needle on April the 6th, is it? Yes. Um, and we've got the governor and the AG holding it up, and we haven't heard one good reason why. And I think a lot of Arizonans aren't happy with this. I'm not happy with this. I want this family to feel a little bit better after all these years. I want them to feel like, oh, my gosh, I never have to worry about this guy again. He's dead. But our governor and AG are, are holding this up for no good reason, in my opinion. There is z- they. If you had a reason and it was real and you rolled it out and you said, this is what I'm worried about and we want to make sure it's done. And under my watch, I want to make sure it's done right. That'd be fine. Instead, there really is no reason. The reasons have been vague and she's getting blasted by her party. She's getting blasted by the national media because it just seems like you don't want this. And so you're going to use you're going to look basically the voters of of Arizona and say, All right. Did the chance of a U.S. recession just go up? Plus, why is the superintendent of public instruction blaming us, Gatos and Chad, on the failure of his ridiculous teacher snitch line? Next. the empowerment hotline it's where you call and bag on a teacher you You know you're a parent out there you don't like the treats that the teacher's bringing into class are you allowed to bring treats anymore books well you're not allowed to do that either anyway uh it seems that uh this hotline Okay, uh, you're right. It's uh, it. There's some crank calls going on. A majority at this point are crank calls. Let's hope that over time that'll change. But, but uh, you know, they think they're going to force us to take it off by doing crank calls because that happened in Virginia. But we're not going to be dissuaded by that. We're just going to ignore them. I think it's terrible if you're crank yeah, calling. Gosh. Hey, what are you guys doing? You I got mean, anything better to do with your life? That's lives? just awful. So apparently. Tom Horn has blamed us. So here's what Horn had to say, because, you know, we've talked about this uh, empowerment snitch line. And I think, you know, a lot of people, if they're if they're honest with themselves, know exactly what this is. Another war on teachers. And they're not happy about this. Actually, there were hundreds of them down at the Capitol. Uh, Tom Horn's blamed us. Well, I didn't know we had this kind of power, Chad. Feels good. It does feel good. Griselda Satino did an interview with Horn today. And here's Griselda and Horn going back and forth. Going back to what you said about prank calling, um, so how big of a problem is this so far? It's a great question from our fantastic, fantastic. reporter. Okay, answer. Well, the biggest problem was uh, two of your own people on KTR prank calling us on the air, Who acting like juvenile delinquents. Oh, we got called juvenile Woo! delinquents. Juvenile. We just ignored that stuff. No, apparently not. Look how young I look. Other than that, I mentioned it to you since you're in the same location that is the, as they are, so you, you have the opportunity to tell them to grow up. Oh. Oh, Chad, you need to grow up. Well, that's true. <laughs> I will not argue there. What fun is that? Not really? Oh, look at this. On. You know what? It keeps my childlike behavior, keeps mm. my childlike life going on, and I enjoy it. Tell them to grow up. Okay. Now you've made me want to do even more. No, we're not going to do that. Listen, we don't play that game. <laughs> All right, let's call this thing again. Here we Thank go. Thank you for calling the Empower Hotline. I got this one, Chad. Okay. Arizona Department of Education. Please be advised that all calls are monitored. Yes, I'd like to make a complaint on an Arizona teacher. His name is Tom Horn. He's Arizona's top teacher. Uh, he's bullying us and calling us names. And me and my partner. Life partner. Uh feel triggered and we just wanted to leave a message and and say that we didn't appreciate 
being called juvenile delinquents. I'm a grown man, kind of, sort of. I'm a grown blank man. So, yes, uh, if you could do something about that, maybe slap on the wrist, uh, maybe not allow him to play with his best friend who's a pedophile, allegedly. Maybe that's a good punishment. Uh, but we appreciate your time and the hotline. And if you have a thought on the 5 versus the 12 in the NCAA tournament, I'd take that tip, too. Nice. All right, I hung up. How do we do? I think we did good. I'm excited. Let's call it what it is. What is it? It is a snitch line. We just snitched on the superintendent of public instruction. Because he bullied us. He bullied us, Becky Lynn. Isn't that bullying and name-calling? It was name-calling, I would for never sure. name-call yeah. him. I will not I take won't. that I standing won't. down no. or sitting. Not me neither. Tell him to grow up. All right. No, not going to. Never will. Well, the biggest problem was uh, two of your own people on KTR calling us on the air. Jim Sharp and Mike Juvenile delinquents. Hey, you know what? I just want to say, we might be juvenile delinquents. Okay. But at least we weren't followed by the FBI when we were sleeping with whoever was in the same office and they were hitting cars as the FBI was watching this guy. At least I don't have a sex scandal. There's no sex scandal here, right, Becky Lane? As far as I know. Okay, that's But we're good. trying. Let me uh, check no, the news not. line up and we'll see. <laughs> no, we are not trying. We are not trying. We are, we are not trying. There is none of that. Not what you said earlier. That's not what I... That, that, don't even get me in trouble. Just saying. All right. Uh, let's continue to move on. Uh, Chad, are we... Uh, we should have fun. What have some fun. <laughs> I want to continue what my childlike wonders. What, what do you want to do? You want to? Do you want to call the hotline again? Do you want to leave Maybe. a message? I don't know. We'll do you want to leave a message? No. I, I can know. call it again. It's all right. I've, okay. I've, I, I do enough of that at night. Okay. Oh, well, I thought you wanted to talk about the upcoming recession. Am I wrong? We could talk a little bit about that. Okay. I want to scare you with AI. Do you want to do that right now? Yeah, I want to scare you with that. Well, scare me right now. Go okay. ahead. You ready for yeah, this? Yeah, I'm ready. What do you got? Okay. I want you guys to tell me if you can understand who this singer is right here. Okay, this is fun. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. This is the future rave sound. You know who that is? Eminem. That is not Eminem. Yes, that it is. That took David Guetta 30 seconds to reproduce his voice right there. Can you play it again? There you go. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. He yep. went in to this new uh, AI setting. Now, who did this? Uh, David Guetta, the big DJ, typed it in, mm -hmm. and it follows everything to the T. Is this a Chad GPT thing? No, this is a different one okay. uh, that's out there, oh, and man. it is terrifying. That is terrifying. Because oh. it sounds just like him. David Guetta had said, he goes, honestly, it took me 45 seconds to type in the words I wanted him to sing, mm -hmm. and it pumped that out. What kind of damage can that do? Uh, it just, I will say what's out there now and available, and I said AI is, is, is to me and to people I talk to, as big as the wheel, as big as fire, this kind of stuff. It is going to put so many people out of business. That give me it, an example. Walk me down the uh, road. Of, photographers no okay. longer needed. Writers, okay. writers, voiceover actors, mm -hmm. completely gone because uh, anybody can use this this technology and do it better than all the experts. So, let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. Does Eminem have any? I mean, granted, this was just a trial to see if I can do it. Would someone whose voice was copied and used in some way have any kind of recourse? Can you copyright yourself? Somehow? Well, that's what you're going to have to do. And, and there's a couple albums that they're already working on where the singer laid down just talking and singing a little bit. 
the rest of it's been typed in and put in, and it's going to come out never saying an ounce of it. Mm. Didn't need to. So artists? Art, oh, absolutely. Artists. Uh, musicians? Musicians. Here's one thing. Like, what if someone wanted to do this with Joe Biden and put it on social media about... We've just bombed Russia, yeah. and we're going into World War III. But, but you know, people will see it, and either they'll A, panic, or B, uh, panic. Well, or say, <laughs> yeah. this is a fake. Yeah. But that's scary because people believe a lot of stuff that they see. And I think the, the voice is worse because you're going to be able to look at a video and kind of decide some of that stuff, even though it's getting better every single day. What you're not going to be able to do, because the voices are so perfect, is be able to decipher if that's real. So you may have said something horrible. Now you can go, hey, I didn't say that. That's right. fake. Right. And you could have said something. You could not said something and they can blame it on you. And it's going to be tough to disprove. All right. Coming up next, did the uh, chance of a U.S. recession just go way up? Stick around. Let's talk about this. The world's coming to a financial collapse. Oh, geez, Chad. I said it out loud. Oh, I didn't want to, but oh, just come. like Arizona failed today, Princeton, uh, the banks are failing us. Oh, gosh. And uh, it's it's ugly. Now we're at five banks that look like they're ready to collapse. All right. So two, and now you're Signature adding... Signature, SBB, Credit Suisse, which is a big okay, financial how, company. How many in the United States? Well, Credit Suisse is here. They're all over the world. They're global. Okay. But uh, then you've got... Uh, Don't say that with such attitude. I, I will do that right well, in your you face think, every you day. Think, who, do you think, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> oh, uh, right now, First Republic is the one that is the next big one that looks like it's in a lot of trouble. They're already... All the other banks have already lent it $30 billion. Uh, it's not 2008, but it's feeling ugly. All right. How did it get to this point? Low interest rates for a long time. Banks were going out and they were basically lending money and with the low interest rates and, and getting money back, right? At cheap rates back. Okay. All right. Well, they package these up, you know, mortgage back. So let me securities. just stop. hold on a second. Let me just stop you for a second. Okay. All right. The Fed is trying to slow down our economy. Yes. By raising rates, the, the, raising the interest rates. And by raising the interest rates, the Fed has shut down banks. I mean, it's kind of A plus B equals C. Well, the banks shut themselves down. Okay, but, but it's because of what the Fed did. Is that what we're saying? Yes, because the Fed... So were, the Fed screwed us again. Yes. Well, I mean, they didn't screw us. These banks were... There was ways they could have hedged themselves and they didn't do it. Here's where the Fed's messed up. They were supposed to be looking at all these banks. That's why they put these regulations in. Right. And they weren't doing it. And even when they were doing it, they didn't care. I just want to know how bad this is going to be. Because just a week ago, we found out about one bank and then two. And you're saying how many now? Five, potentially. Five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how bad is it going to be 2008? No. no. Because 2008 affected both the, the, the banks and the, and the borrowers. That's not going to be the issue here as far as, as, you know, people aren't going to be losing their houses. So we're looking at a big bank bailout? Is that uh, what we're looking at? Uh, that's the word they don't want to use. Uh, of course uh, you don't want to use yes, that. Yes, I mean, you're going to be, if you're bail. Well, here's the, the feds will back some banks. Like today, uh, the First Republic, that was other, you know, banks coming in to help them out. Switzerland lends $60 billion to Credit Suisse, but... 
you know, that's uh, and when we think about this, too, if we quote unquote bail them out, we don't bail them out, whatever they want to call it. The reality of it is where when you go to the ATM next time, mm-hmm. it's five bucks instead of three. To take your money out. To take your money out. Okay. And so FDIC, if you don't know what FDIC, the federally insured, that's where banks basically put money to lock up and protect everybody else's money, including their own. There was $180 billion in it. They've already burned through $150 billion. So our fees are going to be going up. Fees are going to be going up. It always trickles down to the, the consumer. The consumer. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, we're all going to feel this. Is it going to be 2008? Not unless something crazy happens and the steam picks up. but Or a really big bank. Really big banks in trouble that we don't know about. Right. Uh, but Bank like of America is right. killing it, man, right now. Good. They, you know, they're $15, 18000000000 billion they bought in the last couple of days. It, it's... But it's it's. I think this is the. I think people look at this and say, okay, you know what? Maybe the economy is isn't what we think it is, and maybe there's a little bit more to it that could be uh, precarious. So I think we're going to have a pullback. Uh, how much? I don't know. And next week's going to be big. Are they raising rates? Are they not? If they're not raising rates, that could be not so great for the economy because we still need to slow some of this stuff down. Right. And that's what they're cheap money. The era of cheap money is gone. The era of cheap money is gone. Man, what a fun show today. It was fun. I liked it. A lot of stuff. Congratulations to the U of A. Man, congratulations, Princeton. It's not only 15th seed. You go to a great school where you got a great job waiting for you on the outside. You managed to beat. University of There's such nerds at Princeton. They're not even going to party tonight. They're called winners right now. Okay. Becky Lynn's up next. Arizona's evening news. We're fun. Deal with it.